This episode of The Multi-Orgasmic Mama is brought to you by the Sensually Embodied Women Collective. Are you ready to remove all your blocks to pleasure, turn on intimacy and connection, and feel confident and sexy in your body? Then join us in our sparkly and supportive group of other like-minded mamas and women all around the world, breaking the taboos around sex and motherhood and sex and the sacred, stepping into their authentic sensual and sexual expression and having the most mind-blowing sex of their lives. Join us at tillystorm.com forward slash sensually dash embodied dash woman. Hi, I'm Tilly Storm, a holistic sex and jaded coach and tantric sex teacher, all around pleasure and prosperity advocate. If you're ready to take your sex life to the next level with my programs and offerings, meet me over at tillystorm.com. Mamas, thanks for tuning in today. Can you believe that as of the recording of this clip, we have a total of 99,459 downloads of this podcast? Oh my freaking goodness, I cannot believe it. Big shout out to all of you who have followed and joined in over the years, to all of the guests, to all of the regular listeners, and a special place in my heart to all of the men out there listening to who are just here to support your women. Oh, y'all are so, so, so amazing. Thank you so much for listening. And a big shout out also to all of you who have left a review and a five-star rating. Speaking of, I would love to hear your reviews of the podcast. I know firsthand that this podcast has changed people's lives in big ways. For example, just last night, I got a voice message from someone who expressed how she female ejaculated from being throat fucked yesterday and how she had no idea that that was even possible or how it was possible until she listened to me speaking about it. So Whoa, how amazing is that? A lack of pleasure education altogether means that we don't even know what's possible for our bodies. So yes, this podcast changes lives and I would love to hear more from you about how it has impacted yours. So I'd love if you left a five-star rating, uh, but even more so a review as we are one of the top sexuality podcasts out there. Of course, I want this amazing content to get to as many people as possible, and we can do way better than only 61 reviews. We have an average of 7,000 downloads a month. So if all of you went and reviewed this podcast, we'd be like in the top 10 of sexuality podcast. Easy. So please help me celebrate a hundred hundred thousand downloads by going five-star rate and review the podcast. And I'll give you a shout out next week. You can use a fake name. It can be totally made up. I don't freaking care. I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't want her to know who it is. You don't have to use your name, babe. All right. Today we are talking about how to be confidently self-expressed in your sexuality. Our guest today, Melanie, is a homesteading single lady who experienced a lot of boundary and self-expression issues when I first met her. She was attracting narcissistic partners, wasn't able to speak her wants and needs in relationship or sexuality. She lacked boundaries and was a bit disconnected from her body and sexuality altogether. So naturally, I wanted to bring her on to share her experience going through the Essentially Embodied Woman group coaching program to share how exactly she went from all of that to being able to confidently speak her wants and needs, exactly how she was able to connect to her body and relate to her emotions 
in such an empowering way and how she was able to claim her boundaries and feel safe in her body and sexuality with those boundaries in place once and for all. A core wound of self-expression sucks, people, but reclaiming it is totally possible as you will hear from Melanie today. When you can't confidently express yourself sexually and relationally, you're literally confining yourself and keeping yourself in a box and twisting and conforming into so many molds that you don't even know who you are anymore. And this is what many of us end up doing sexually. We get taught that sex and pleasure is for men, uh, that we have no idea what our sexual expression is. We lack boundaries. We get taught that, you know, boundaries is a bad thing growing up for many of us, or our boundaries get walked on and trampled over. And we don't ever figure out what our wants and needs are or that they even matter. It is absolutely vital that all of us reclaim our fullest sexual self-expression to thrive in sexuality, but also to thrive in relationship. Otherwise, you're going to continue to feel like a caged animal and you're going to continue to shut down. Your nervous system is either going to shut down or it's going to hyper react and go haywire and go crazy. So I am excited for you to hear Melanie's story today. Also, side note... I live here in New Orleans, Louisiana in the United States. And we had a hurricane that came through last week where I had to cancel and reschedule a lot of appointments. We were out of power only for 30 hours. Thank goodness. But there's still people in town that are not, um, powered up and that don't have electricity yet. And we're like, you know, four or five days out. So with that, and with that Halloween and the U S election all happening this week, I have extended enrollment for this last round of essentially embodied woman this year through Friday, November 6th. This is absolutely the last chance. Uh, so head to www.tillystorm.com forward slash essentially dash embodied dash woman to book your call and apply today. Cause this is it hot mamas. That train is rolling this Friday. All right. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Melanie, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Thank you for asking. And thank you so much for being here. Yeah, feels good. (laughs) Cool. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to in the world. Uh, Right now I'm living in Northern California on a friend's farm and I've been spending a lot of this year diving into my kind of emotional self and body and trying to get a better understanding of those things and finally giving some space to that, which I think is a big theme for the world. (laughs) So I've been very fortunate to have the time to be able to do that. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. And no better place to do it out in nature where you get to reside. Yeah. Yeah. So lucky. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about what you were struggling with uh, before you signed up for the Essential Embodied Woman program and what, you know, really led you to want to do a program like this. Yeah. I, I, it's interesting. I actually learned more. I went in with certain ideas and I learned more about what I was struggling with through the program. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I kind of like everyone else have different values that have been conditioned into me through our current system. And one of those was just being so ingrained in my 
productivity and overriding my emotions, overriding my boundaries and needs. Not really, not really, um, not very good at speaking up when I need to and owning my my desires and needs. Um, yeah. Um, another piece of what I was struggling with is just having a healthy relationship to my sexuality in general. And it's something I knew I've known for a long time that I've been super disconnected with, but I didn't really have a foundation moving into my first relationship with my sexuality. So I kind of looked to other people or that person specifically to kind of help build the the foundation for my sexuality. And it wasn't a healthy relationship. So I kind of, I've struggled with that part of my life and it's, it's something that I decided to finally commit to doing a program like this because I really wanted to be able to create a healthy narrative for myself for what my sexuality is to me and be able to build a, a like a strong and healthy and uh, empowering identity around those things. Mm, yes. Oh, I love that. So, <laughs> so it sounds like some of the biggest struggles were lack of boundaries, feeling like your sexual identity was based off of what someone else could help you define for you, but not really, you know, defining that for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is so common of people, right? Because it's like, yeah, as a single person, it's hard to know who you are sexually without having had sexual experiences. But at the same time, you don't really know who you are sexually until you discover that on your own. Exactly. Yeah. And without having a family that's very, you know, forward and communicative about sexuality and healthy sex and pleasure, then you're kind of working off of media and you're working off of what, you know, what you see in your peers and your parents. And so you're picking up these pieces that aren't necessarily healthy because we don't have a lot of healthy examples. So you're working with these little parts and you're forming these identities on those. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's not, we don't have the the best good examples right now, but I think it's getting better. So that's pretty exciting. <laughs> I have hope for our future and our younger generations to have more empowering, yeah, more empowering examples of what, what that looks like. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And that's something <laughs> that, because you're doing that right now, you know, we have the opportunity for younger generations to actually have what we didn't have, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I think it's gonna it can change the world at large. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, no kidding, right? Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm curious, like what has your journey through this program been like for you? Tell us a little bit about your journey and what were some of the biggest, greatest breakthroughs, any results that you got that you'd love to share about? Yeah, sure. I'd say my biggest result is just being able to tap into my body and take and slow down and realize if I'm feeling upset or I'm feeling anxious that it's not, it's not a negative emotion. It's something to slow down and listen to and really 
understand what that part of me is saying. And you really helped cement that these parts of ourselves aren't, they're not something to resist. They're not a negative message or like it's something that it's developing a relationship to my body has been my biggest win. Yeah, just I think I was able to really embody some truths that intellectually I believe and I have believed most of my life, but there's been parts of um, different ideas or values that have been conditioned into my value system that I didn't even necessarily know were that were driving how I act in the world and how I treat different friends or how I act in a relationship. And so I think just a huge win is being able to identify when I'm reacting out of the conditioning and being able to slow down and, and just notice it. And then from there, be able to work on creating a healthier reaction yeah, well, I've got a few questions right there to ask about. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about the connection to your body and how that's been for you. Like, where did you feel you were at with being connected to your body and the amount of pleasure that you could feel in it versus now? Mm-hmm. I think I overrode most of my emotions and feelings, whether they were good or bad. I just kind of was rushing through and, um, and wouldn't really take the time to be present for myself. And now I feel I can notice if something's arising and I'll, I'll just take myself away from what I'm doing and I'll be, and I'll be able to check in with myself. And a lot of the time I'll realize something that I didn't even realize is affecting me or I thought I was feeling really anxious, but really I, it came down to I was feeling really sad and I just needed to feel that emotion and process it. And so I think a lot of that has just, yeah, just it's just allowed me to be there for myself in a way that I am willing to be there for others, but I've never done for myself in the past, which has felt like a really big just shift. And I I feel like my relationship to myself has become so much healthier and better. And um, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, what practices or what part of the program do you feel like really helped you to establish this connection with your emotions and with the sensations in your body and like being able to slow down enough to be like, okay, when I feel anxiety, it's really about the sadness that I'm experiencing right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the the one-on-ones with you were really just, yeah, very enlightening on being able to find the language of what my body is trying to say. So there's, it's kind of like a somatic language. It feels like where before I didn't really know what my body was trying to say to me, but now I have a foundation of slowing down enough to listen because if you don't slow down, you're just not going to hear what it has to say. So that kind of created the the shift in how or why to do those things. And then some of the practices, I think. Yeah, a lot of the practices around breath work and heart centering and 
I mean, all of them are kind of just teaching you to be in your body and listen and have that connection. So I think just being able to stop and take some breaths or like hold my heart and just kind of try to tell it I'm listening and I'm here for my heart and my emotions. Well, I know part of your journey as well was being able to establish boundaries for yourself to be able to speak up for yourself. I remember in a lot of our one-on-ones that it was like this block in your throat, like you couldn't really speak what was true for you or what you really needed and wanted. And so much of that stemming from uh, childhood conditioning and everything. I'm just curious what you have to say about your boundaries and being able to speak your wants and needs right now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that was, that was something I didn't even realize how much was, how much I was held back by these early conditionings of just being, I think I would, yeah, I was very, when I try to speak my needs as a kid, I'd be very whining or like speaking from this spot that just, you know, my dad didn't want to hear it, which (laughs) is understandable, but he didn't go about it in a way that made me feel like my needs were important. It was more, Oh, you're speaking in a way I don't want to hear. And so that kind of conditioned me to believe that I, if I speak up, then it's not really going to be received well, or it's not going to be respected. And through this program, it helped show me that I, a lot of my relationships were affected by that mentality and, and especially my sexuality, because I wasn't able to express what I needed to, which in turn made me feel unsafe. And so when I just approached sexuality, it was really hard for me to feel that I could ask for what I need. And so I would kind of approach it tensely and untrusting. And so moving forward, I know that it's my, it's in my power to speak those needs and that speaking up is the most important thing I could do for myself. And it's not, it's not something that I should just push away because I need to be respectful to someone else or I won't feel safe because if that is the case, then I'll just know that I need to walk away rather than just immediately not give myself the time that I need and the respect I need. Yeah. Oh, what a big win. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It feels huge. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just recognizing that you speaking your needs isn't putting anyone under it's like not a negative yeah yeah exactly right like when you don't speak your needs that's when things become an issue and yeah attracting the wrong types of people or you end up attracting people and your boundaries get trampled over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and you just end up like a person that just doesn't trust you know the opposite sex or you know maybe Mm -hmm. where you just don't trust relationship anymore because people are just always going to be trampling over your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I realized the more you're kind of tamping down your needs or your emotions or whatever that feeling is, your body's just sort of getting less and less trustful. And so it becomes louder in various ways to kind of tell you to listen, but we 
don't really have the tools in <laughs> in our culture or yeah so we yeah we just don't listen and we just keep moving forward in this way that's not healthy and not listening so I think ha- finally having the tools to listen and um and to act out of trusting the body um yeah it just feels like I can just I could really form the life that I really believe in and just finally learn to trust my emotions and yeah Mm, yeah (laughs) beautiful and you're the way that you were able to connect with your body I mentioned to this mentioned this to you before about how simple it was for you and how easy and natural it seems for you Uh, in particular, like not everyone has an ability like Melanie to like really feel what's happening in her body right now and tap into it. And it's something that she wasn't even aware of. (laughs) And I just Mm -hmm. have to point this out because (laughs) like the moment that you gave yourself permission to feel what's happening in your body through the felt sense, as, as I call it, the felt sense being, okay, what are, what are the sensations you're feeling in your body right now? What's going on inside of you when you really tune in and listen what's happening and just unfolding so much from mere sensation, like your ability to do that was very particularly amazing to watch and how simple it is that sometimes all you need is just to slow the fuck down so you can feel some mm-hmm. things. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I also noticed that, you know, you work on a farm, like you live a pretty rough lifestyle over in Northern California, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you're always <laughs> these awesome things, you know, making a garden, like building and all sorts of cool stuff. And how like a lot of that can, it can stem from like, you know, a hyper masculine or I have to do all of these things to prove my worth. So I'm wondering like, how is everything that you do and all the things that matter to you and are important to you, how has that shifted from like an inner state of being as opposed to like, I'm doing this because I need to, because that's how I prove my worth sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I think I've always known that I'm on, I kind of maneuver the world in a more masculine matter or manner. And that came from, just really looking up to my dad and just really respecting him. And so I sort of mimicked the way he went about life, but that was very masculine in, you know, not the most balanced way. (laughs) Yeah. I do all these things because I really care about them and I truly enjoy them, but I often will go about it just from like, just needing to be getting things done and needing to push forward. And I think now I, I realize that valuing the time to feel your emotions and have that balance of doing and being is really important because I, yeah, I'll tend to burn out a lot because I'm just constantly productive and I'm doing so many different projects and they truly fill me up. And I believe in, what I'm doing, but it's not sustainable to live that way. If you're not 
also tuning in and also resting. And so, yeah. And I actually was able to have a really good conversation with a friend of mine who I used to be really close with. And I realized how much I had kind of my like masculine value and masculinity and doing and um, just was kind of like overpowering. Beautiful. So I'm curious now that you have learned to, you know, relate to your sensations and your emotions throughout the day in a more aware state of being with more presence. Do you notice that, you know, how you show up in the world and the things that you do, do you feel like there's more pleasure in it? Like you're able to experience like more joy, aliveness and pleasure because it's not about the achieving all the things and doing all things, but it's just about like really enjoying the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, already there, the projects I do, I, I love and I enjoy them, but yeah, I think when I'm doing them out of obligation or feeling like I should be doing something or getting something done, it's, yeah, it doesn't have that fulfilling, like, oh, I'm doing this because I want to, and it feels good in the moment. Um, so I've been trying to work with, yeah, like, doing this building project if that's what feels good and that's what I'm like truly feeling motivated to do and not just do it because I have to um so yeah it's it's much more enjoyable and um and balanced and yeah it feels like I just I feel more present and peaceful and yeah it's great (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So what do you feel that being able to reconnect with your body and your emotions has been able to afford you? Like, what are you able to experience now that you couldn't before because you have access to this? Mm -hmm. Um, I really think that all my relationships and just how I kind of go about the world is more from just like a really genuine place and it feels like I I could just trust myself more because I think in the past I would I wouldn't even really realize that I would be projecting or feeling kind of like tense around this person and it was because I wasn't really respecting myself and able to express my needs or boundaries and so instead of just pushing through and just not saying anything and just kind of feeling uncomfortable and then pushing them away. I now have the ability to catch myself in that pattern and, um, and then express those things or take the time I need to process it. And so I think, yeah, just, I mean, it really changes everything and how I navigate the world and how I, relate to myself and just yeah it just feels like I have the tools to be way more sustainable and like healthy <laughs> and pleasurable and yeah yay awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome well what feels possible for you now other than that like maybe relationally I know a lot of your journey has been about relationship more so and just being able to speak up for yourself, speak your needs and boundaries and all that. 
Um, because when you came into the program, you'd just gone through a breakup and it was pretty terrible and all that. So I love how this is, you know, opening up so much more for you in order to be able to create a relationship that you truly do desire, uh, where you are able to speak your needs and boundaries. Uh, but I'm curious too, like sexually speaking, how does this show up? You know, what do you feel is possible for you now sexually? I really feel like I wasn't able to surrender because of those things that I said earlier, where I wasn't, I like was just would diminish my needs and I wouldn't express them. And so then I was fearful that I would have boundaries crossed. Um, and so then I just kind of was in chronic anxious or um, just uncomfortable or tense like embodiment whenever I would go into sexual situations. And so now I feel like just the ability to, and the confidence to express what I want and need and just feel like those things are the most important things I can do for myself. And yeah, I just feel like I am able to surrender more now and just able to like, feel relaxed in my body and just kind of forming more trust to like for to the masculine in general and the masculine outside of me and inside of me and just having that more balanced and positive outlook on that on the masculine is gonna allow me to be to enter new relationships with just a more um yeah, I think just trusting and accepting place. And I think, yeah, just the ability to be able to surrender, I think is pretty life changing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's one of the key components of orgasm is to be able to surrender to the mind shift state. And to be able to have that sense of being obliterated (laughs) Mm -hmm. until you can get your, you know, express yourself, express your needs, desires, boundaries, all of that. And what's real for you, of course, it's not going to be full safe to surrender because you haven't like put up the, this is me. This is what I am. This is my expectation kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel safe because you haven't made that known. But I just love that your whole journey has been about being able to create the inner safety and that you could confidently express what you want, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which therefore makes it possible to surrender. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm curious, what was your favorite part of the program? (laughs) There's so many different parts. What was your favorite part? There's so many good parts. (laughs) Um, I think. My favorite part was just doing the somatic bits and just being able to tap into my body and and learn that language. Um, and and yeah, there were moments when I would believe something intellectually, but I didn't feel it in my body and wasn't wasn't registered somatically. And there were a couple big wins of just either come through in a dream and I would just kind of realize that all of a sudden I was like oh my my in my body I believe this thing is a truth and it's no longer just this this thing that part of me believes but then another part of me 
is still holding on to an old truth and not letting me fully embody it. Um, so yeah, I really think just like you said that I had, I didn't realize how much I was aware of the somatic intelligence, but, um, just hearing that and feeling it is, yeah, it feels like I've opened up a really big door to be able to have that connection with myself and, um, yeah, I think that was my favorite part for sure. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it cut out when you said it, but, um, for those of you listening, she's saying the somatic coaching and that when we say the word somatic, some of you are probably familiar with that term, very familiar, but for others, it just means like body-based coaching. Like what are you feeling in your body? And then just kind of going from there, what wants to happen, what wants to move and just noticing. And I love how you said that, you know, it took all of the thoughts that I knew, you know, were true about myself but I never really felt them as true in my body. They never quite landed. And the landing is a result of going into the deep unconscious mind, which is why somatic coaching is so uh, it's so therapeutic and it works because to heal these deep layers of conditioning and little T and big G traumas, it takes going into the, felt sense into these sensations in your body to get there. And when you can just feel them and let them express as they are, when you tell yourself affirmations, when you tell yourself these things that you want to think about yourself, uh, once you create the safety that it's okay to feel what you feel in your body, then they can actually land as a, an embodied truth, as I like to call it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, I'm curious, like, who would you suggest in your words uh, that should do this program? Um, I think people that are really excited to develop a stronger connection with themselves and just being willing and excited to kind of see where their conditioning lies and wanting to put that work in. Um, I kind of was thinking about it a little bit and relating it almost to going to community college versus university a little bit in my mind, because I, I went to university for a quarter and then I went, I uh, transferred out to a community college because I just didn't really know what I was doing in the university, in the university. And I felt like I had kind of gotten funneled in and just been, um, sort of pressured to just go to a college because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and so a lot of the time it's to go to, you go to college because your parents are going to pay for it and they want you to go to college and they want you to do these things. And, um, I noticed in that culture, um, there's, it's just a different mentality when someone wants you to do it versus when you really go for yourself. And, um, in community college, I just I, you really see the people that are there because they they put themselves there and they really are dedicating themselves and they want to do the learning and that's kind of how it's felt for me is just um, if you are willing to dedicate your time, then that's when the results are going to show up and you really have to want it. Um, but I think. 
yeah, anyone that is just wanting to rewrite some stories and have a healthier dynamic in their sexuality and just, I mean, I feel like sexuality is just so connected to life at large that it's, you know, the connections of how it affects your life are huge. So, um, yeah, people that want a better life and are willing to spend the time <laughs> I think they should do it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All about that commitment to time. <laughs> making it a priority yeah mm-hmm. cool and I have one last question because I hear this all the time is you know oh the investment it's so much money blah 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 all of that <laughs> I'm curious like what would you say to someone about making an investment like this and you know what are your thoughts on it um my thoughts I I was pretty hesitant because it's pretty rare for me to invest something into myself. Um, It's only something I've kind of realized the last couple of years that hard for my money and I should do something that feels good for myself. And I think this is such a, a foundational life change that will affect the rest of your life that, um, that it really makes a difference if you put the time in. And for me, it's, you know, if I put in this much, if I put in money, I'm going to respect that and I'm going to dedicate myself to it um, because the money is the energy I put in. And so if I transfer that money and energy to something that I really care about, then it's going to come back in that, in that kind of fashion. So I think it really is what you put in is what you put get out. So I think go for it. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of money and I did it and I'm don't regret it at all. So yay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I always say, you know, I've spent over 50 K on my personal growth and development, probably more like 60 by now in the last three years. And there's never been a time where I've been like, well, I shouldn't have done that. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. It is, it is an investment and, and you do put in what, you know, what you want to get out of it. So mm-hmm. the money is just about the commitment really mm-hmm. you want to commit yourself to the journey and to be able to get up every day and do the things and to do mm-hmm. the work because it's not just going to happen and with a snap of a finger or overnight. It mm-hmm. takes the doings. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you said that, you know, we're, there's, we're trained to take care of every other aspect of our lives, like our, our physical health and, our, you know, every, everything you're kind of like, Oh, I want to, if I want to grow in that area, I put in time and I put in energy and put in money and, and sexuality is kind of this still taboo, but kind of coming out of that. Uh, but, yeah, it's like you put in, you got to put energy into it in order to grow. And I like thought that was a good piece. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you would love to share with the ladies and the gentlemen listening in today before we wrap up? Yeah, I guess that if they are curious to dive into something like this, that it's going to change the way they look at life and navigate their life and I think that 
it's such a healthy and important thing to do for yourself if you're curious. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, it will. Hmm, all the best. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us today, Melanie. We really appreciate you. Oh, thanks for all your work. It's been amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. So grateful. Awesome. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye.